This is Kona Bible Church. Thanks for listening. Jesus Christ is alive today. Amen. 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 Yes, he is risen indeed. My name is Pastor Joshua Lee. I'm the pastor of the church which meets here in this building. Uh, I would say that the third uh, church uh, we're meeting at, at 1230. It is called the West, uh, West Hawaii Church of the Sovereign Lord. And uh, um, today I have this honor of sharing or preaching God's message with all of you. Um, I don't know how, how long Pastor Leo preached for, but I know that for Pastor Brian and I, we preached for long. <laughs> for, our worship, for our church's worship service, I preach in both Korean and English, so usually it gets about like 45 minutes. How long did you preach for, Pastor Brian? But anyways, okay. So today is going to be short. It's going to be really short comparing to, you know, a 40-minute message, 45-minute message. Uh, it will be short, and there will be a lot of same two words being repeated again and again and again because I really hope and pray that these two words will really engrave into your heart, your mind. And so when you go out to this world again, that you will always remember, always remember. So just like I started, we started today, Jesus is uh, still alive today, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and he is alive today, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you believe that, then um, does the resurrection of Jesus mean anything for your life today? And of course it does. It means a lot to all of us. The resurrection of Jesus guarantees my physical resurrection into eternal life with the Lord Jesus along with all other believers in Jesus. And that assurance and belief and hope must affect, change, and direct how we shall live today. And that is what Apostle Paul is saying in today's passage. Uh, if you're willing, could you please raise, uh, rise together as I read the today's passage for you all. It's from the Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. Okay. Verse 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will rise, uh, raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. And though our, our self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Amen. Have a seat, please. 
going back. So if you look at today's passage here, um, Apostle Paul in verse 16, he says, he says that he did not lose heart. So when we read that, that part, we wonder what, what was going on in his life that he would say such thing, right? And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 through 28, he explains what his life was like. He says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger uh, from Gentiles, danger in city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from all, from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Who wouldn't be in depressed mode if you live in this kind of life, right? Don't you think that the Apostle Paul had to be in a deep depression living his life like this? But rather, what we just read from the passage, verse 16, that he did not lose his heart. When you think about it, it's just amazing. It's just unbelievable. How, how, how could he say that? How could he not lose his heart living this kind of life? He was able to because he had a sure faith. He had assurance of his physical resurrection and transformation into perfect holiness. In today's passage, verse, uh, verse 14, he said, knowing, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So Paul was sure of his future physical resurrection because Jesus Christ was resurrected physically. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 16 to 20, he says, for if the dead are not raised. Not even Christ has been raised. And then go on in the bottom part. He says, 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So believers' physical resurrection in the future is as sure thing as the physical resurrection of Jesus is a historical fact. Those who are still alive and also those who are physically dead already will be raised, physically raised in the resurrection body when Jesus Christ comes back. Have you ever imagined what, what that day will be like? Can you imagine? Can we even imagine? That day will be truly glorious, triumphant, amazing beautiful and truly exciting day. I don't, think, I don't think any of us can fully understand the, the magnitude of that resurrection day when Jesus Christ comes back. And our physical resurrection would not be the end. 
That's another good news. Not only was Paul sure of his physical resurrection in the future, but he was also sure of him being transformed, becoming completely sanctified or becoming more holy in a perfect manner. He says in verse 16, right, so do, we do not lose heart. And though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Here, some people think that, okay, outer self, outer self is wasting away. That must be like a physical body. We get old and we will die. And inner self is our spirit. It gets stronger, stronger, stronger. But that's not what Paul is trying to say here. Outer self is not just a physical body. And inner self is not just a spirit. If you, we cannot separate our physical body and our spirit. Our physical body and spirit is always together. It's one whole person. If we separate them, you know what's going to happen? Can you imagine the body without the spirit? You have the body like a, something that we see from Walking Dead. Zombies, right? It's a body. It's a resurrected body. But no spirit. That's not what Paul is talking about here. Outer self means a whole person, but that person is still being affected by the power of temptation of sin in the world. That's all of us, right? We believe in Jesus Christ. We have assurance of salvation, but still we're being affected by the temptation of sin. We fall into the temptation and then inner self means a whole person overcoming the power of sin and becoming holier like Jesus day by day by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's also us, right? We are believers. We've been saved. God testified and God declared us as righteous. So, Apostle Paul is saying that he will be completely transformed from sin-affected person into a person of sinless and perfect holiness as Jesus is. That's what he's saying here. The outer self is wasting away, meaning that, that this sin-affected person is going away. But at the same time, the person who has been saved, is getting stronger and stronger. The perfect freedom from the temptation of sin at last, right? So, we will be like that too. It's not just Apostle Paul. It will not be just about physical body coming back to life. There will be the final and perfect transformation and restoration of our body and spirit as a holy person of the kingdom of God in the new earth and new heaven. Our present, not so free from temptation person will fade away and die off as our days in this world go by. Right? Everyone will experience a physical death. Then finally, we, will, we, we all will experience physical death someday, somehow. 
It's just a matter of who goes first. And meanwhile, in contrast, our Christian life as a, a people belonging to God is being renewed and restored day by day. And we're becoming more like Jesus, becoming more resistant to temptations and being transformed as a whole person. Many habits and traces of sin still remaining in us right now will continue to be uprooted one by one. And we will continue to walk further away from disobedience and sin. At the same time, we will continue to be drawn near to obedience and a holy life more and more. That's what Paul is saying in verse 16. Through this process, we will eventually be sanctified, become completely holy through our resurrection and transformation on the day of the return of Jesus Christ. So those two words I keep repeating again and again, resurrection and transformation. So because Apostle Paul was so sure about his resurrection and transformation in, in the future, he was able to see his present affliction as what light and momentary, comparing to what he will be experiencing and enjoying forever with the Lord. So he says in chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because of his hope and faith in the resurrection and transformation. But here we have to be kind of a little bit careful because Paul, Paul is not saying, you know what, everyone, I have gone through such an afflicted life. What you are going through now cannot be compared to mine. So just stop complaining and shut up. That's not what Paul is trying to say here, right? But rather, Paul is, Paul is, what Paul is saying is that he is encouraging us to do the same. He is encouraging us to look forward to our glorious future, the day, the day of our physical resurrection and of sanctifying transformation. When we do so, our current afflictions and problems and stresses and worries will begin to look small and dim. Do you remember the the days when you felt like you were going through a dark tunnel, just, just wondering when it will come to an end. But now, as you are looking back to those days, probably you're thinking those were the days of light and momentary afflictions compared to what I enjoy and who I am. Well, when we are resurrected and transformed in the day of Jesus' return, we won't even able to remember our present afflictions. Even if we do remember, we will probably be saying, those were the days 
of light and momentary afflictions. The glory and the uh, pleasure of the eternal presence in God's kingdom on the new earth and new heaven will be just simply indescribably good. If so, think about it, if so, if we really believe in that biblical truth, then our faith and our belief and our hope in the future resurrection and transformation must affect how we live our lives today. Our attitude on our present life. They really have to, right? Because we have a sure assurance and faith and hope for the brighter future. Resurrection and transformation. Is your faith and hope affecting and controlling your attitude on how you live your life today? That's the question. That's the question. Can people see any difference between your life and non-believers' life? Do you believe your present afflictions and worries and stresses are light and momentary comparing to your sure future that God has promised you through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If not, if not, then I think that means that you are in either one of the two cases. The first one is obviously you are not sure of your future physical resurrection and your sanctifying transformation. You're not really sure about that. Or the other case is, although you really believe, because you've, 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 been, you've been going to church for such a long time, you grow up, you went to the Sunday school, children's school, children's Sunday school, and you, you heard, you learned, you memorized so many times, so you know and you believe, you think you really believe, but you see it as something so far, far, far away from the present that it is not making any difference in your life at all. It's like, you know, death, you know. When we live everyday life, we don't think about that there's a chance that I may die today, right? We know that everyone is going to die for sure, but we, everyone thinks that, that, that my death it's just so, so far away that we don't really think about death. We don't really fear. And it's the same thing here. We learned, we heard, we read from the Bible that we will be resurrected. We will be transformed. We will have eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. But somehow we think that that's just so far away. Right? So it doesn't really affect how we live today. In either case, it means you know what, there is something else taking over the utmost priority in your life, in our lives, other than the faith and the hope of glory of your resurrection and transformation. That's why either you don't believe it, or even if you believe it, you think it is just too far away. 
We need to search deep into our own hearts and see what that is. The thing that has taken over our hearts as a number one priority in our lives. What could that be? What has taken you over as the utmost priority in your life? Perhaps deep down in, in our hearts, we still believe that this world, this momentary and material world is everything we got. The only chance to enjoy what we can have. It's a four-letter word, YOLO. You only live once. Most of people believe in YOLO. And I used to live in a county called YOLO County. <laughs> Since we think this is all we got, it becomes not okay to fail because this is the only chance to really enjoy everything. So it's not okay to fail because if I fail, I'll get behind. <clears throat> I will not be able to enjoy. And because of that, we also think that it's not okay to make even one mistake. Not okay to make people disappointed in us. Not okay to have less than all the people. We cannot afford to work for less money than what others receive. We cannot afford for the less fame and less love and less acceptance by other people. Well, if, if, if that is us, then that means basically right now we don't have the faith and hope in the future resurrection and transformation. We're just trying to hold on to things of this world, things that are transient and temporary. Is that what is happening now in your life? Is that what is affecting and controlling our present lives? And deep in our heart, I know that we, will, we all want to, to cry out to the Lord, no, Jesus, I, I truly, I truly believe and hope in my future resurrection and my transformation. We all want to pray to the Lord, God, I believe, I believe. If so, then we must remind ourselves of this once again. This present world is not the only one that we will ever get to live and enjoy. This world is not everything we got. Money and materials are not the only blessing that we can have and can enjoy. In fact, they are maybe secondary or third, or maybe they're not, they're not even blessing at all. Maybe this is a curse, cursing to some people. The primary and utmost blessing is what God the Father has ensured us through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, which is our resurrection and our transformation into the perfect, sinless, holy, and glorious eternal life in the kingdom of God 
on the new earth and new heaven. That's the primary and utmost blessing that we are to look for. And when that faith and hope in the kingdom of God is firmly rooted in us, then we can face today's and tomorrow's affliction with a little more confidence in our blessed eternity with Christ. Are you in despair right now? Are you worried about tomorrow or next week? Are you having some tough time at work or even at home? So you are just stressed beyond imagination. Are you worried about your old and sick parents? Are you worried about your own health? Are you worried about your family members, church members? You know, I worry about all those things time to time. In fact, you know, often, perhaps every day. You know, those things happen. It's not, it's not because we are less lesser Christians that we worry about all those things. It's not that. Those things happen. God has, yeah, we, or has, we have to remember that God has never promised us that we will never have any problem, any pain, or any suffering while we're living in this world. God has never promised us that. But God always, always says, and he promised us that when you walk through the waters, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. Right? So those things happen to us regardless of how many years we've been coming to the church, right? doesn't matter. Everyone goes through those sufferings and worries. Even Apostle Paul went through them. We just read that from the, the Second Corinthians, right? The life that no one probably, no one wants to live. And King David went through them. And even Jesus, even the Son of God went through them 2,000 years ago on the cross, bearing all our sins upon his shoulder, crying out to the God, the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But you know what? Because Jesus went through them, because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he knows what you are going through and how you are feeling right now. Whatever that you are going through right now. He's the only one who knows perfectly what you are going through. The things that even your parents, your spouse will not understand. Jesus knows them. And he, because he knows you, he cries with you. Because he loves you and he died for you. He comforts you because he loves you. He's with you in every step you're taking because he loves you and he's risen for you. 
and he will strengthen you in your faith, in the hope of your salvation, your resurrection, and your transformation. He will help you to live out the resurrection faith here and now in this lifetime, today. And if you don't know Jesus Christ yet, if you have not met resurrected Jesus yet, I'm sure that he is even speaking to your heart. Come to me. Come to me. I know what you're going through. Come to me because I am the only one that who can help you and save you and give you eternal life in the kingdom of God. So let's remember all the time. Because Jesus Christ is risen, because he lives today, I can face tomorrow. He's my Lord. He's my King. He's my Savior. Let's pray. Let me pray. Father God, we, we praise you and we worship you and we thank you for the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection for our salvation and our eternal life as your people. And because Jesus lives today, we can face today and tomorrow. So God, we ask you, oh God, help me. Help me to believe and have hope in our future physical resurrection and transformation. God, help us to live out that life today. Help us to live out the resurrection faith today. And for those who wants to know you, know your, know your son Jesus, God, come to them, go to them, and, and show, show them how much you love them so that they may put their faith and trust into your son Jesus Christ also. Thank you once again, oh God, for this beautiful, beautiful Resurrection Sunday. We love you, we praise you. And we pray all this in your precious son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.